Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hey, my name's Stephen B. McLean dates February 12th of 2018, and I'm a member of Serenity Group in the F-59 area of the Mississippi region of Narcotics Anonymous. February 7th, recovery makes us more resilient. As we progress, we learn that we can always begin a new journey in recovery, and we can start over whenever we need to. We don't need to blow our lives up to get a fresh start. Living Clean, Chapter 3, Spirituality in Action. Life on life's terms comes with the inevitable setbacks. Recovery gives us choices about how we deal with those occasional stumbling blocks, or misfortunes. Do we summon our inner drama queen, or back ourselves into a corner, or turn a minor setback into a full-blown catastrophe? Sometimes yes, and sadly, relapse can be a part of that story. Fortunately for us, recovery makes us more resilient. We learn we can reset our attitude instead of resetting our clean time. We're reminded that change is the only constant. Life's challenges don't end when we get clean. Rather, we learn to respond to change and challenges in a different way. Summarized by one member, get knocked down three times, get up four. Early on, it may have taken a toxic relationship or some regrettable financial mismanagement for us to reach for the reset button. Our tolerance for emotional pain and spiritual disconnection lessens over time. However, our setbacks are less dramatic because... We're quicker to get into the solution. We accept new realities more readily instead of resisting the storms of life. We learn to bend with the wind. The 12 steps offers us a spiritual path through life. It crosses the same rough terrain, but we become more sure-footed. We never navigate the obstacles and have the courage to explore uncharted territory. With the support of our fellow members and our higher power, we may stumble, but it gets easier to get back up. With the hope that our best days are ahead and the courage to make that so, we dust ourselves off and continue on our journey. I will recognize that the sources of my resilience today and be grateful for all that contributes to my ability to put one foot in front of the other. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is February 7th. Recovery makes us more resilient. We're here with the one and only Eric. And Eric, what do you think? Recovery makes us more resilient. So uh, it's a good reading, you know, man, it's so funny how sometimes I can be, my mind, man, it can be real cynical sometimes because I start thinking, does it or does it make me more, more sensitive? Because sometimes I feel like, you know, or more cynical <laughs> and more sensitive, you know, instead of being more resilient. But I think I'm reading this anyway, Ron, like when I read that first italic right there, we can start over when we need to. We don't need to blow up our lives to get a fresh start, man. So like, I like that piece because. Just like Paul says with that serenity prayer, man, like God grant me the serenity to accept. Mm. You know, and I can like start over and come whenever something like that happens. I get big feelings about something, man. 
guitar somebody I can take a breath I can you know what I mean I don't have to take a giant action based on a feeling I don't have to react you know what I mean I can respond I've heard people talk about that you know responding appropriately instead of reacting yeah well there's a big difference there man yeah. you know a lot of us look at that as like my reaction is is kind of I usually regret it you know it's like it, it's immediate yeah it's impulsive you know and then that response piece is is kind of when I put that time in between you know whatever happens in my in my action and and then it's like man that's when the HP comes in you know like whether you're you know me and you talk and then it's like okay now I can go ahead and do that my sponsor or somebody you know yeah so that's really really cool you know the resilient piece I like how I put it in the context too I don't I'm not I'm not real big on saying like you know oh something happens and you know re relapse is a part of that story because that happened and shit man I, I don't know man I think we can stay clean through through anything you know I, yeah like I and I've seen people demonstrate that you know so so with the resilient piece dude to to stay clean long term man like you dude, you gotta have thick skin sometimes you just do man it's not it's not like a light touch sport Dude, that's crazy you said that too because that's what i was just reading out a little clean earlier man it's in the very beginning i think it's in the preface it says recovery is a full contact lifelong process man you know full contact. Cool, ain't it? yeah and it ain't, it ain't lying bro life hits life slaps bro you know? <laughs> it's hard man it's, it's this cool part too where it talk, talks about we sum our inner drama queen back ourselves into a corner turn mm -hmm. a minor step back into a full moon catastrophe you know my sponsor john that died used to say that uh, he said, be careful. You can't, you don't back yourself into a corner. You can't get out of the clean. You know, I'm like, you know, I, for me, I've only learned through relapse that like staying clean has to be the most important thing for me. You know what I mean? I didn't get that right off the bat. So what did that look like for you, bro? So when you like, what was it like, uh, I'll fuck around with meeting attendance or I'll fuck around with like not being transparent with a sponsor. Like what, what does that actually look like when you say like, I didn't put recovery first, like, like how how how'd that happen? It was company I was keeping actually, and I was honest with my sponsor. And uh, you know, on my meetings, attendance wasn't bad. I was I was very open, and people would go, you know, they tell me shit like hanging around a barbershop, you're gonna get you get a haircut, you know. And I'd be mm -hmm. like, well, maybe for you, you know, what I'm saying I could go anywhere and do anything as long as I'm let, spiritually fit. Let me guess, a, a, lady, else that, a lady that was using is that yeah. the company that you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not a unique story, is it, bro? No, I'm sure. I'm sure. What's unique? <laughs> And, and, you know, it's so ridiculous when I come back from that relapse thinking, like, why would I think, you know, that ego can be dangerous, man. I'm thinking, you know, maybe for you, mm. not for me. I can go anywhere and do anything as long as I'm spiritually fit. I've heard that somewhere and, like, hung on to that. But then somebody else would share to me, like, Without well, the AA big book is what is where that is. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. He, he said, uh, who's determining your spiritual fitness? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's the question, right? Like, yeah. that's the question to follow that up with. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm, I'm being honest, I think I'm sudden that means I'm spiritually fit. Man. Bro, it's funny that you bring that up because like it, it where it really hits is like, you know, self-deceit. Guess what? I do that to myself. Like it's the fucking that's yeah. what it is. Like self-deceit is me deceiving my fucking self. You know, and I can't I, I just can't be the arbiter of of like everything that goes on with me. That's why I need you. You know, that's why I need the sponsor, man. My sponsees, you know, just my people and my tribe that I'm transparent with. And you know, none of that means fuck all, man, if I don't listen either. That's right. I don't have to take the risk. And like, I talked to my sponsor before I went and ended up using with this girl. And he said, mm. I don't think it's a good idea, Eric, but you're going to do what you want to do. And he said, uh, 
you know, I'm just going to tell you, don't use no matter what. And I'm like, that's good. That's good. I got that. Just don't use no matter what. I'm going to walk in the lines then just not use no matter what. And I used, you know, and mm. uh, thinking about that later, like, um, you know, it's it's been through these seasons of my recovery of like relapsing and coming back that I've been willing to take less risk, you know, um, <clears throat> because well, I, I think it's a healthy thing. bro. Of course it is. <laughs> of course, yeah. it is, especially for the kind of risks I was taking, like, it's not like saying like, you know, live a small life and don't try new things or, you know what I mean? Don't be afraid to fail. It's talking about risks, like with using in my life, man, you know, yeah. I mean, it's life or death stuff here that, um, you know, I start to see the importance of it as I, it took, you know, it takes whatever it takes for, I guess. But for me, it was, um, it just wasn't I don't well, know, second, clear. The second part of that though, man, is like, you know, you hang around, what, what did you say? You said the barbershop, you're going to get a haircut. And I heard like, you know, Burger King, you know, you hang around Burger King, you're going to get a, you know, get a burger. But the second part to, to, to that piece is like, whether you want to or not, mm. you know? Sure. And yeah, man. And that's like, you know, because you're talking about like, bro, I, I didn't have a desire to use man, but I was like with, and you. then dude, this one dude, the, the, one of the guys who 12 stepped me, he explained it to me. It was fucking weird, man. This is a weird old dude, too. We, he was like cool, but he was weird. You know, like one of those, he's like a cool, weird dude. But he explained to me that the nature of our thoughts and our obsessions goes like this. He he, he likened it to a little lion cub. And he goes, bro. Uh, well, he didn't say that. He was he, he was too fucking old to say bro. But he, he <laughs> but he says something like, it, you know, a thought of using like a lion cub. Now, talking about it, praying about it, kicking that stuff out is getting rid of it. But not doing that stuff and, and kind of romanticizing it, you're like fucking around with that lion cub. You pretty much got it. As it grows a little bit, now it becomes a desire. So you're romanticizing and all that stuff is getting a little bit bigger. So then it goes thought, desire, that, and then, yeah, you're right, and then obsession, bro. And he said, by the time that lion is full grown in that obsession there, you can't do fuck all with it. And then when opportunity meets that, then we get high. And dude, when he told when he broke it down like that, I could like visualize, oh, I thought I don't think it's really that bad. I can fuck around with it. But dude, it grows and it grows. And by the time like that I realized, oh shit, I should have acted on this a while ago. You know, kind of fucked, man. Yeah. I've kind of I somebody else had said um if I if I share about the obsession, hopefully I don't have to deal with the compulsion. I like that. Um, oh, that's good too. I like that one. Is that yeah. a Florida? That's a that's a Florida thing, I think. Well, maybe, but like I've learned that, like I, you know, and I can't completely avoid risk, right? I live in a world there's alcohol and drugs all over the place, right? So I can't always completely avoid that. But I, and just through experience, I've learned like where I'm, I can be okay at, you know. And sometimes wherever I go, you know, I might be okay for an hour or two. But if I'm spending a long time, at- See, I'm glad you bring that up, man. Because here, look, let me let, let let me jump in on this. You know, you're young, you're a good looking dude. You know, very good looking dude. Let's just put it out there, man. You know, you ladies listening, man, hit Eric up. No, <laughs> but man, look, what what one of those things is like, you know, when 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 you have life to live. Dude, you're going to come into that, man. Like wh- whether it's dating, you know, you go on a date, man. What if, what if you're dating somebody who's not an, not an addict and they order a glass of wine at dinner and, or a work event 
or fill in the blank, you know, fill in the fucking blank, like all those things. Dude, we don't get clean at 70 and say, hey, look, I've already lived my whole life and I'm not leaving the house. So what do we do in those situations, man? It's been I nice. We, I don't know if we talk about that enough, Eric. No, I don't think so. It's been nice to be. Well, we talk about the tools and like having a plan and maybe picking up the phone and stuff. But it's what's been the best for me is being able to listen to my spirit, man. When it says that's enough, mm. honoring that and then fucking going, man. Even if I didn't get what I want or maybe, you know what I mean? I'd like to see what else could happen. Honoring that, man. Being like, this is a, this is getting close to the line and I don't want to. Because I don't always know exactly where that line is. But I could feel, you know what I mean? I could feel like danger creeping. You know, Be sensitive to your spirit. Fun. Yeah. Well, Dude, that's cool. fucking good, yeah, man. You know? But that's been, that's, you know, hard-won experience, like I said, man. So you had, so so are you are you sensitive to your spirit now? Like, are you in a season to where you, you feel like you're grounded in? Dude, because my seasons come and go with that, man. Yeah, I, I still don't always listen, man, and I've got to – it's hard to evaluate sometimes, you know what I mean? Whether it's an imminent danger, like uh, I'm in danger of using, but also my reactions with uh, situations and relationships and stuff. So hmm. like, uh, like we were talking about earlier, you know, sometimes I don't know, man. And all this, all this internal work has caused me to do a lot of, a lot of looking inside and not a lot of judging where other people are at, you know? So. Dude, we'll so, take that. That's a victory in itself. Yeah. Well, but it can be, it, I think it's a victory sometimes. sometimes to stick around, you know, if I'm sticking around somewhere that maybe I shouldn't be thinking that it's all on, on me to uh, accept and deal with situations as they come, man. But it is victory. It's just certainly a change from any way I ever used to be, you know, and it's given me a lot of freedom too, man. It's given me a lot of freedom and, you know, and, and as I'm kind with myself and working on myself, I can give other people a break, you know, for not being perfect. Course. Look, man, just from an outside perspective, that's one thing like I that I see in you like very clearly is like you're accepting of other people, tolerant. You know, you dude, well, our talks, man, you it seems like you have this when you look at somebody, you you kind of identify like with the best version of them and you kind of look at the best version of them. Dude, I'm I, I love that, man. I really that's such an attractive quality because Eric, I'm far from that, man. Like sometimes I still if I'm meeting somebody new, I was just at my son's basketball game and this dude, he won't just wanted to make small, you know, like small talk. I'm standing up there watching the game and he comes over and he's a like, tight game, isn't it? I'm looking at him like, what the fuck do you want, babe? I don't know. I still, you know, it's, but I don't think that's innately. I mean, maybe it's innately who I am, but it's been something that's had to been practiced, man, through repetition, mm -hmm. whether I feel like it or not, just like the welcome and the newcomer thing, man. Like, I don't, I don't always want to run up and give some newcomer that I don't know a hug, man, but it's the right thing to do. And what happens from that, the results that come from that are what I, you know, enjoy, man. Like I just got to have a conversation with the guy today that was, you know what I mean? Like if I wouldn't have done a few things back, you know, a few weeks ago, this conversation today wouldn't have taken place. And it was, uh, you know, beautiful moment, man. Like those things happen and it start to show me like why the work is, is worth it, man. And viewing other addicts like that, just gives me freedom, man. Freedom from judgment. Because like I said, as I practice that with other people, you know, whether I'm being tolerant with them or whether I'm being judgmental with them, man, it reflects inside of me, man. You know, the tougher I am on other people, like the, the harsher I am on myself, man. And it doesn't help me. You know, the shame and the guilt, I guess it's part of it. But love is really the evolutionary force that, um, that I believe is the most powerful.
Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm -hmm.